0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with another edition of The Betting Show here as we prepare for the UFC's return to the beautiful, romantic city of Paris, France, uh, with a very interesting card, in my opinion. Now... Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm European-centric here, but there are some very good European fighters on this card, plus a big main event in the heavyweight division as well. So I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. And actually, I saw a few people talking about it, funnily enough. And um, as it's like the major MMA this this weekend, obviously there's no PFL, no Bellator, and no One and all of that. Um, yeah, people are kind of like analyzing this a little bit maybe more than the normal and I was like someone said it to me it's like oh I'm very maybe a bit disappointed with this card and I was like look at the next pay-per-view <laughs> like uh, now uh, there was an Irishman added to it this week so I'm uh, a little bit uh, a little bit happier with it maybe but still it's like oh that's a that's a lot tougher of a watch for me than this is like uh, we we can very easily I suppose talk about the talent uh, on this one because of where I suppose they've come from with the Cage Warriors champions um, on it uh, and with Ganya and I suppose on his way back and all of that at, at the top and look, we can do the same with Izzy and a few more but I feel like that 2 9 three card is a bit tougher now, by the time it comes around when is it next week or the week after uh, we'll have, um, we'll, we'll probably have uh, <laughs> you know, we'll probably have talked that one up enough to be looking forward to it as well but yeah, at the moment I would say this is, to, in my opinion now, maybe I'm uh, a little bit different to maybe the American viewers or maybe our South American viewers or whatever, but for a European viewer, I think this is a very good one, and I'll uh, keep my bets European-centric uh, as well, so I think I have a little bit of insight into a few people here, and hopefully we will be able to uh, earn a bit of money out of it. Before we get to that, let's talk about where we lost money last week. We didn't, look, we didn't do too bad. Uh, we went 2 of 4, so 50% again. We fifty seven, 57 and 118 overall. Uh, the flyer close but didn't hit um, 11 of 30. And look what happened here was the age old you put one of your bets into your accumulator... And you ruin two bets at the one-time notion when... And Shane Burgess was that guy, obviously. He was... I I had him straight up. Uh, and I had him in my ACA as well. Uh, he was minus 120 straight up. In the ACA, it was a plus uh, 385. Or the parallels they call it, in the States. Um, and when he lost that, you know, relatively close away, but I think, the, look, the judge has got it right. Clay Collar deserved to have his hand raised indeed. Um, that... Both of those bets went down in the flyer. I had Alba Mercier, Magomed uh, Karimov, Montague, and obviously Burgos as well. So three of the four came out, but unfortunately, it was blown with that one. Uh, the other loser on the night was Ryan Spann. Again, a close fight. Uh, so maybe a little bit unlucky with that. But the two winners we had were Sadabouci and Aaron Blanchfield, which... <laughs> again, we're close fights. <laughs> to be honest, So we could have had every single one of them being a winner there, but we could have had every single one of them being losers. Also. So look, we came out pretty unscathed from that one, and we'll we'll go again, as they say in uh, in MMA parlance. And uh, we'll we'll see if we can get a couple of winners from uh, from this week. Right, I'm going to start uh, this week's bet with the comment event from UFC Paris. Um, which is Rosenham Yunus versus Manon Firo. And I'm betting this fight to go to a decision at minus 155 now there's a couple of places it's a little bit higher uh, i saw it at one minus 175 in one place uh i saw it at minus 165 ish in one place so i'm giving I, i'm i'm taking the best price here that, that i could find but i'm and even by the time this starts it might be a little bit higher than that but anyway we'll we, we know what sort of price it is check it out where, wherever you bet and see what the price is but i like i do like this fight to go to decision maybe even at 175 ish um and my Spoiler alert, but the rest of my bets are plus money anyway. So this is the one uh, kind of, uh, I suppose, um, odds on bet I'm giving. But the reason I'm going for this fight to go to a decision is twofold, right? I'm finding it hard to pick a winner. Um... But I think it's going to be even. Now, the last time I said this, <laughs> I got it badly wrong with the, uh, the Aljo, uh, Sean O'Malley one. But on the other side, and everyone in the comments section got it badly wrong as well. Because I was saying it'd be even uh, because O'Malley do well. And everyone else said, no way, O'Malley's not going to do well. <laughs> i just going to beat him. But that's neither here nor there. Also, if you're listening to this, you just want the picks. Forward to the end of the video. I always recap the picks at the end of the video. But I have to talk them through. You know? give, give the people their money's worth here, their clicks worth. But... um. Yeah, I, I just I don't have a strong feeling for how how this fight is going to go apart from it being close. And I've I've a couple of reasons for that, right? I think if you look at Rose Namunes right over the last um the last few years, she has become this like ultra uh I I wouldn't maybe consistent isn't the word, but like this ultra kind of uh technical striker, which is is fantastic, you know. She, it's she has become really, really, really good, and I I like I love watching her fight, and I love the way she fights and all of that. But her her results have been kind of either a big knockout or it's kind of a split decision or a close decision. Like let, let's just kind of look at it here. Look, the Asparza one split decision, Zhang split decision, Zhang knockout. Andrija split decision. Andrija she lost via knockout, and then we go back to Ynjacic decision, uh, uh, and Jacek big knockout at the start of it, right? And that's kind of the start of her uh, her run to- in the championship picture. Now, very simple, my me looking at that for the last what, what is that uh, six fights, seven fights in her kind of championship run. It's either been going to a close decision or an early enough finish, right? Um, I feel, the way I'm I'm looking at this, right, is I feel like she's not going to finish Firo early, right? So if she does win, it's going to go to a decision. Or if she, you know, maybe she loses and it'll go to a close decision. Now, will she get finished herself? We'll talk about that in a second, but Andrade just finished her, um... And she got submitted a, a good few years ago. When was that against against spars A long time ago, but you know she was only starting off there. But you see, so you know what I mean. You know, you know, I hope people re- realize where I'm getting uh, there. So I think she either gets it early or goes to a decision in the close fight. I don't think she'll get it early, so that's the best bet for her. Now the other side of it for Firo, I I look at her in a similar way, except maybe without the big. Finish in there Now she Look she has 60% knockout rate I suppose And um, She has knocked out Some good people But There's no doubt When you look at her record Her last three wins Unanimous decision Unanimous decision Unanimous decision Um And uh, and she's fighting good people, don't get me wrong Bueno Silva's probably number one contender uh, Up now after that uh, um, Maya was the number one, one contender And Caitlin Chukagan to get that past that test Was a, an absolutely massive one. So I'm not taking anything away from her here I'm just talking purely on, on the betting realm here um, I don't know if she is going to be the one to like Go and knock out Rosenham Yunus um, So there's that Now right, after that how's it going to play out? I'm not sure so what I and I'll talk about maybe more in a second, how I, I, I possibly think it could play out, but that's the real part I'm not sure about. Mm-hmm. What I kind of am sure about is it's going to be a more technical fight, right? Because if you watch the last few fights of Firo, or, or all of her fights even, she's, uh, who did I watch her against? Uh, a, a bit of a Ricci fight, the tab of the Ricci, even though that finished, but it was on YouTube and I just, I managed to click on it. She's, so you know, that Southpaw, Jab, left hand jab, left hand control, use your size, use your size, use your size. Control, 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 control type of thing. Rosenham Eunice is more of a move, hit, move, hit, move, hit. Control the fight with your movement like that. So that's almost like... They're almost going to be fighting around each other, doing that and trying to pick each other off. That's how I feel like this fight will go in terms of the overall look at it. And that's why I think it will go along because, as I said... I think Firo's size... One part I didn't mention. I think that is an issue for Rose. And that's why I don't think she'll get the early knockout. So I do think it'll go longer from Rose's point of view. And from uh, Firo's point of view, I think she'll be not necessarily worried about that, but more cautious about that and try to control the fight a little bit more. So that's the best fight to go to a decision at minus 155. I I really like that, honestly. I really like that. Now, just to go maybe a little bit further on who I think will win... (sighs) I, th- I, think, I I I think I think it'll come down to how Firo uses her size, right? If she uses her size and can push Rose against the cage and hold her there, maybe get a takedown, or like like actually like take away the jab of Rose because she's too big or too long or just too strong for maybe take her down and land some and may- or maybe get a finish. And you know, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen, but sometimes if she can use that, if she can really utilize it in um a fight-defining way, I think she can absolutely win. If she doesn't, I think it could be very, very close or it it could be like uh, Namunis kind of picking her off, being too fast for her. And I say the word fast there and I mean that. I think the speed of Namunis is a big thing here. So the size of Firo, the speed of Namunis. Whoever uses whichever, the better. Whoever deals with whichever, the better from the opposite point of view. In my opinion, that's, Winning and losing of the fight, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, let's move on to bet number two. People might, might, I have a bit of a look. There's there's two Irish lads on this card, and I'm I'm throwing them in there. You can call me bias all you want, but I, I feel like I have good explanations for both of these, so I'm gonna go for them right now. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and we all know that. And if you want to ignore these bets because you think I'm biased, feel free, but listen to my explanation before we go. <laughs> this bet. I'm way more sure about my second of the two Irish bets here. Let's put it that way. But the first bet I'm giving is Kaelin Nockran uh, to be Taylor Lapoulos, and he's plus 130. Now, this fight has changed in literally, I, I had to delay recording this betting show because of it. Uh, so it's happened in the last 24 hours, uh, less even 12 hours. So Kaelin was supposed to fight Yanis uh, Gimuri, who's 12 and 1. And Caelan, I believe, was uh, minus three hundred for that fight, so he's plus one thirty, and that'll tell you exactly what we have here. He was in against a guy who's twelve and one, but really is not nearly as good as Caelan Lockwood. Like I was looking at that, the odds and that, and I was waiting for the knockout to come out, kind of or the submission. I just think. Caelan is a far, far, far superior fighter than uh, Yanis Kimuri. But now he's fighting Taylor Lapoulos. It's way bigger of a test, like a much, much, much bigger test. But at the same time, it leads to this maybe being an off price, right? Because I, I look, there's a lot of integers when it's a, uh, a short notice fight. Like who's going to deal better with it? Right, who's going to deal better with uh, the style? Who's going to deal better with the mental aspect of it? Who's going to deal better with adjusting what they did in training to prepare for another man, to prepare now for this man? And you look at it and you say, Taylor Lapoulos has fought some of the really, really best on the scene. He's 21 fights deep. Caelan is only eight. And look at the quality of Lapoulos as well. There's no doubt, there's no um, reason why... The, the betting odds shouldn't be the way they are. You know? Absolutely not, right? But, we have only seen the, the outer layer of Kalen Locker so far, right? We have only barely seen him. Like, Caelan's eight fights in, and his first two fights were against, you know, complete journeyman. And people probably look at his record and go, oh, he fought, you know, Will, uh, what's his name, Ree Street and Will Kearns or whatever, right? But, I, I, let me just explain that to you, right? So I'll give you a bit of insight uh, here into this. He fought them. Everyone criticised him. He's was like, oh, you shouldn't be. What are you doing fighting them lads? You're supposed to be this real fighter and all. Um, and then he fought a good guy after that who was similar record enough to him. Um, And then he signed for Cage Warriors, right? So in his... Um, in his fifth fight, he ended up signing for Cage Warriors And he fought uh, Batyar uh, Orakal, who's a good up-and-coming guy Then he fought Festus Orolyu, who was an undefeated prospect Then he fought Luke Shanks, the ex-champion in Cage Warriors And then he fought for the Cage Warriors title Against undefeated top prospect Dylan Hazan So, his last, I would say five fights, but three fights especially have been against a former champion and two massively impressive undefeated prospects. So those questions about Keanu Locker and that are there are kind of gone, right? And now he's scratched the surface. Look at this as well. He, he, those four uh, fights I just talked about there, TKO punches round two, TKO punches round two, TKO punches round two, TKO punches round two. Um, I think he's answered those questions, right? I think he's answered those questions. Now, This is another step up again. But every step up he's made, he's almost improved from it. He has destroyed everyone he's come up against, basically. Um, Now, if he destroys Taylor Laplace, I honestly think you can start talking about Caelan Loughran as a a ranked guy. This is a very, very, very tough fight for him and Laplace. Laplace is a very good fighter. Caelan is a very good fighter. This is about as high-level a UFC... Debut versus UFC debut. Now, Labalus, I think he had four fights in the UFC before. I think he went 3 and 1, but I, I, there was some story behind it, you know, um, whatever. He's back now anyway. So it's not necessarily UFC debut versus UFC debut, but you know what I mean. Two guys coming into the UFC out of Sint outside. High level. Right. To get to the fight and why I think Kaelin will win. Now, do I think he'll win? I do think he'll win, but I think it's going to be a very close fight but he's plus 130. Let me and let me just look again like in some places he's plus 130 and in other places he's a little bit bigger. So yeah, it it's just the type of odds that you look at yeah, he's plus 135 in another place plus 137. So like the odds are there, right? It's a type of odds you look at and you think oh my god Will we ever get him at this again? Now we've had a few of him recently and you know I should probably start taking notes of him, but this is the type. Like Kaylin Ockren's a very good wrestler. He's a very good striker. He hits hard. He's a finisher. He's tough, as we saw in the last fight. He now has kind of that experience. He fought in Italy against an Italian in the main event for the Cagerers title in his last fight. He has a bit of experience as well doing that. You know? He's a talker. He is yeah, he he's a full-back, really. No, look, I'm not guaranteeing a win. He could go in and lose. But I think if he does, he, he could go on and win these next five fights in a row. He's that type of fighter. I think he's a really good prospect. He's only young as well. But uh, this is the sort of price I'd be kicking myself if I didn't give you. I, I really, really would. If I give it to you and he loses, well, look, we're all well and good. We, we all know what we're getting into here, right? But I think this lad is a top prospect. If the initial points I made can fall to his side... Where the adjustment to the late change can favour him slightly more Or break even I think it could be his there. Like Lapalus is a, a more kind of active striker than Kalen, Whereas Kalen kind of stands in the middle And tries to counter you and hit you with a big shot And if he gets near you He'll absolutely put, put you into the air And put you on the ground about as fast as anyone else can Daniel Cormier style, let's say um, And he will beat you up there absolutely beat you up there. So that's what I expect to see out of Kalen Nockron. And with uh, Lablas, he has been taken down. That has been his issue before. If he comes in he tries to throw strikes too much, gets caught by Kalen. what's he going to do? He's going to make himself more open for the takedown after that. It's a fight that could really go Kalen's way if it did go his way. And that's the reason why I'm giving the pick. On top of everything else. So Caelan Lochran plus one thirty is the second pick of the day. Right. Um I so I'm going for a, 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 almost a cage wire's treble here. But the second one, this is I'm going for a bit of a mini flyer here because I like the price of Reese McKee straight up, but I, I like the price of Reese McKee via TKOKO at plus four fifty even better. So Let's 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 just quickly go through Reese McKee's record, right? And um let us look at his his wins. Okay, so uh these are his wins from the first he's won 13 fights up. Uh round one submission, round two knockout, round two knockout, round one knockout, round one knockout, round one submission, round one uh knockout, round one knockout, round three submission, round three knockout, round three knockout, round four knockout. That's everything He's never gone to a decision in a win Now in in his losses He's gone to a couple of decisions Absolutely But And he's had one draw in there as well But 13 wins 10 KOs uh, 3 submissions And It's been more and more As I show there It's been more and more I suppose uh, Knockouts Of over the last while and by god has he been knocking out people if you haven't seen my interview with reese please check it out it's up here on uh on suredog.com and he he said something really smart about his last fight against Jimmy Wallet. people might re- remember reese if you only watched UFC. he came in he lost to hamzat and then he fought with alex Morono and kind of um lost that fight remember it was the one where his mouthpiece fell out and it got stuck when they were stopped for like seven minutes and then the fight went back on and I think Reese won one, one, one round and Morona won the other two and even around Reese, one was kind of close th- type of thing, you know, that was how the fight went and then he got caught. you know, even though he took Shemaev on like four days notice type of thing. He he told me in the interview like, he looked at that fight and he goes, the reason he lost that Morona fight he thought was because Morona's a guy who's been around for a long time, he's a UFC veteran and he just kind of out him on the night, like out-experienced him and in Reese went out and he's won three fights by knockout in a row, and the last of which was Judo Jimmy Wallhead, who, if you only watch the UFC, you'll be familiar with as well, a UFC veteran, you know, who was the interim champion in cage wars at the time. And I was at that fight, and Reese just outclassed him, like he really did. Like he 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 outmaneuvered him. He jabbed him up. He was, and then he he finished him in the end. And he said to me, and I hadn't thought of it before, but it was very smart. It was like, I now have faced that UFC. Test the UFC veteran test, and now I'm ready for it again, type of thing. So, if you have any worries over Reese coming back in, it's he headlined the card in front of what seven eight thousand people in the tree arena, you know, with all that pressure on him. He told me he didn't say, he didn't say if he'd lost he retired, but he kind of said that, <laughs> you know, not in so many words, but massive pressure, and he came through it. Um, and to me, Reese McKee, I've watched him since before his his debut, and he's the type of guy if he has his head on his shoulders which he normally does and if he is calm in there he's a scary guy to go up against right and his opponent angelusa and maybe i should give you the price plus 450 i did did you okay his opponent angelusa is a good fighter but you look at his uh, his fight with um uh oh my god his name is blanking me now but i sh- i shall pull it up Munir Lezes. Uh he struggled with the lint. He struggled with Lezes being forced. He struggled with the with the power kind of. Like Lusa is this guy who kind of he he never stops moving. He's either throwing a punch or he's throwing a fake. Like he's you, you know. Do you know those uh those clocks that like the, the 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 motion that never stops the what are they the Newton, the Newton machines whatever they call it. like the, the you know the people you know someone needs to like put in the comment section below you know the unending the motion or whatever people have probably watched Oppenheimer or no, I don't know what that's about but anyway he's one of those fighters, but I really think it's a lot of that is just for show, uh a lot of that is like. Right, I'm doing this because I, I kind of have to do something. Whereas uh, everything Reese does is very much with a purpose. He jabs with a purpose. his backhand comes with a purpose. And that fighter versus that fighter is not a good mix for a guy who doesn't do things with as much purpose. That's re- that's like one of the tenets of of success in MMA. The more purposeful fighter will almost always win. And. I think Reese McKee will win this. I really do. I i take bias out of it. I went and I watched both of my watched all of Reese's fights, but I went and back, back and watched Lusa and I think I think Reese McKee is just a kind of a bad matchup for him. Now look, if Lusa jumps in there and gets a big takedown earlier, lands a big shot, which is absolutely ability to do, he can win this fight. I'm not saying it's a blow away or anything like that by any means. But what I think is mad is the straight up price minus 180 for Lusa plus 150 for Reese McKee. I don't I don't see it like that at all. I'd be interested. Let me know if there's any like American viewers here or whatever. Let me know in your comment section below. Am I way off? Am I biased? Let me know in the comment section below. I'd I'd, I'd actually love to get the feedback on that one. But yeah, I, I'll leave it at that. The third bet of the week. Reese McKee by TKOKO at plus uh 450. Right, fourth bet of the week. I am going for Morgan Charrier. To win by decision at plus 2.10. Plus 2.10, Marcus sharia to win by decision. Um, and this is a... I have a funny explanation for this, right? I went and watched his opponent, uh, Manolo uh, Zaccini, uh, fight. And he's had a few fights, you know, all around the best in Vinator and Cage Warriors and... You name it, he's, he's kind of had a fight there And Sharia, is, people probably know He is this YouTube star who's been in Cage Warriors for the last while He's 27 years of age now You know, he's fought Paul Hughes, Jordan Vucinic He's fought Dean Truman, Sodden Back And and the who's who, you know, the who's who really In Cage Warriors over the last while And apart from uh, Hughes and Vucinic He's won all of his fights You know, he's won... And back as well, sorry. He's won, what, six of his nine fights there, six of his last eight. So it's pretty good, pretty good now. And no, I, I know some people were giving out, Paul Hughes wasn't signed before him, even though Hughes has beaten him and everything like that. But this, look, it's on in France. I think Paul Hughes will probably understand that and everyone understand that. That being said, Paul Hughes should be in the UFC. But at the same time, you look at Sharia and... Uh, he's a v- he, he's a guy who i think has improved an awful lot over the years he was very raw um a guy who i thought maybe wouldn't go on to this level but he has and there are i suppose there are a couple of uh of reasons for that and i i think the main reason for it is that he's been in there with tough guys and when they put him in there with guys who were not ju- not as good he was well able for them then you know, and it's very hard to find guys in Europe or anywhere as good as Paul Hughes, as good as Jordan Vucinic, um, and that's kind of why I'm going for him here, right? I, as I said, I watch a bit of Zashini, um, and he is a guy, you know, with a multitude of of different methods in his uh, in his locker. Eleven wins, three losses, eight knockouts, and he's one submission win, one submission loss, one decision win, one decision loss, one knockout loss. Uh, and then there's something else running there as so. well. So, he is one of these guys, right, who goes out there and looks for that knuckle. Just look, the 8 out of 11 will tell you that. And he has big hands, he he hits hard, but I, he's also one of these guys that if he doesn't get it early, he'll kind of tie up with you, and then he'll kind of wait and bide his time, and then he'll try to do it again. I think the biggest problem with him, and the reason I, I think Sherry will win this fight, number one, but also... Will probably win it by decision. Is that he sometimes struggles when he cannot? As I said, there he, he lands throws the big shot inside. and When he doesn't, he kind of he kind of you know goes against the cage with him. He struggles, I think, a bit for confidence when he can't land that shot. And the big difference. I'll say it uh, again here, is the difference in speed for Sharia. I think Sharia is just too fast for him. I don't think he's going to be able to hit him. And when he does push Sharia against the fence, I think Sharia will be happy enough to kind of wait there. We've seen that in Sharia's fights before. And then let's say it comes towards the end of the round, there's 90 seconds left or 45 seconds left. Sharia pushes off, he lands maybe five, six shots of speed. Zaccini's maybe a little bit tired and definitely can't. Um, have the fast enough shots to land on Sharia and we're not even talking about maybe impact or anything we're just kind of talking about who has landed the shots and, uh, Like that's a very specific thing to say but I think that could be a team of the fight and even if it's not <coughs> even if it's not and it turns into like a war I think Sashini probably hits harder but I don't think he'd be able to hit Sharia as easy as Sharia'd be able to hit him because of that speed Um. And at the other side of it, I'm not sure Sharia will have the, the pop to knock him out necessarily. As I said, he's only been knocked out, what, once in, in 14 fights. Um, and that was uh, back, what, four years ago to Danny Madison and Cage Warriors. So, yeah, that's basically the way I think it'll go. And I I like Sharia straight up. Let me just quickly look at this again here. The Sharia straight up price uh, is minus, around minus three thirty. As I said, I like him at that price Because, you know, maybe he will up the pace here In front of his hometown fans and get the finish But if this was to go the way they have fought before both of them I think it's going to be maybe a bit of a longer one uh, If Zashini is smart Like, if Zashini's not smart And he goes all the way in and keeps missing on strikes He's going to gas out quickly and Sharia might finish him So look, if you like that price I'll pull that up for you If you like, if you like that bet better than my bet Sharia knockout is... Uh, I see he's minus 105 in one place, but he's plus 120, plus 175 in another place. So there's big changes in that there. Look, pick out whichever bet you like most, but I'm going for Sharia by decision at plus 210. All right, that is my four bets. The fifth bet, flyer of the week. It's a pretty simple one, to be honest. It's Silgania to win by decision at plus 600 in the main event against Sergei Spivak. Um... Look, if you're to watch Sergey Spivak fights over the last while, you you know what type of fighter he is. I'll I'll throw it out. Uh, I'll throw the shout out to my guy Asta MMA over on Twitter again. He showed all his takedowns. I think Luke Thomas was talking about it as well with the the variation in takedowns he has with the kind of the inside trips, the outside trips, the the the, the, the kind of the upper body throws off the clench, just the t- the double leg in the middle of the cage. He has it all, right? And that's why I think Ganya's going to win by submission. Because Ganya is... Sorry, is going to win by decision. That's why I think Ganya's going to win by decision. He is a guy who will happily kick the legs and jab you up and run around away from you for five rounds. Right? And you'll probably hear me in a couple of weeks give out a Israel relative for doing this, right? And I think that's correct for the most part. But when you're fighting a guy who wrestles like Spivak and at heavyweight, knowing a guy may, might tire... Um, I think it's a better game plan To be honest And I definitely think It's a better game plan When you're after getting embarrassed In a heavyweight title fight uh, Not too long ago So I, That's basically What I think is going to happen I don't even have that big of a uh, Breakdown or anything here I literally think Spivak Is just try, going to try To land a big shot inside Take him down Um, And that's his game plan And I think that game plan Will be stopped By Gagne circling And doing exactly what he does Trying to control it From the outside Um. And I maybe Daniel land a big shot And counter him and hurt him But I, I don't think he will Like Spivak has been knocked out twice I suppose By uh, Aspinall and uh, uh, Walt Harris a good few years ago And uh, maybe he'll get knocked out again But yeah That's the, that's the way I, I see the fight going And uh, yeah plus 600 I think that plus 600 is crazy I think that is an absolute Insane price I don't know about G but Yeah let me know Let me know uh, let me know your bet for the week in the comment section below. Right, let's run through uh, some of the prices. Um, Ganyan Spivak, straight-up price is minus 170 for Ganyan Spivak, plus 140. I, honestly, I'm surprised it's that close. Uh, it opened at minus uh, 200 for Ganyan, and it's come in all the way since. Uh, literally kind of steadily come in over the last, what, month or so. Which is, yeah, it's not surprising that it's come in at all, but I'm surprised it hasn't gone in more. I think I'm looking at another place here, it's minus 165. So maybe by the time Saturday comes, it could be closer to that minus 150, maybe. um, Sorry, the other way, yeah, the other, I'm getting mad. The other way around. Maybe be closer to the, the minus 200 again, but yeah, I, I'm surprised it's come in that much. Spivak uh, plus 140. Look, if you spend fancy Spivak. Uh, maybe Spivak to get a submission We saw what happened the last time Plus 400 Ganya submission plus 800 Ganya knockout plus 115 Plus 450 For the uh, Spivak knockout Um, Let's go over the over-under On the round minus 200 For the o- under Sorry over Round and a half The under round and a half Plus 150 Um, And in the over Three and a half rounds Plus 165 I don't I don't actually mind that at all But I, th- I think I picked out the best bet there Um Firo Nam then, the uh the bets for that minus uh 185 for the decision on our sorry for Firo and plus 150 for Rose and Yunus. Um as I said, the fight goes to the decision minus 175 is the bet I've gone for. I really like that. If you like Nam Yunus to get the knockout, plus fourteen hundred. Mm, that's not a bad bet. Firo only plus three hundred to get the knockout. Uh, the fight is a draw plus five thousand uh, how about that how about that uh Moises, I do like send the knee in that one he's minus 160 plus 130 Uh, oddir Udzimir is the favorite minus 180 uh, plus 145 for uh Gustav. you never know what Udzimir is going to turn off I kind of I think I've I think I might have retired betting on him uh gomis and Giur I think gomis is a dead certain this one he's minus 275 uh there's no props up for that one yet obviously because it was just announced but I don't think that price will last long. Back on, East, in in that one. Um, We have, uh, as I said, Zashini Charrier, plus 250, minus 330 for Charrier. Locker and Napolis, obviously, we've spoken about, plus 130, minus 160, uh, as we have with Lusa McKee, minus 188, plus 150. And then we have Edwards, Connell. They're just about the same. both around minus 113 here. both around minus 110 is all I'm seeing in another place. So, Close fighter. I, I like Jocelyn Edwards. I like her as a fighter. Uh, Farid Basharat is a big favour, minus 330. I think that's around correct against Cledson Rodriguez, who is a good fighter. And then we have Jacqueline uh, Calavacanti against Zara Fiern, uh, minus 400 for Cavalcante, plus 300 for Fern, which I think is just about right as well. Um. And other than that I think that's about it There's a couple of Cards on around The uh, the Eastern Europe Region Fame have a card uh, There I, I think uh, FEN have a card As well uh, This weekend um, You know Not the biggest names In the world I suppose uh, On them But no no one's Standing out to me So um, yeah We'll uh, we we'll leave it at the UFC For this weekend So just to recap Five bets for the week uh Munis Yunus Firo To go to decision Bet number one At minus 155 Kenan Akron to win straight up In his UFC debut At plus 130 For the bantamweight Champion in Cage Warriors What about the welterweight champion In Cage Warriors To win by knockout Reese McKee Plus 450 And the former featherweight champion In Cage Warriors Morgan Charrier To win by decision At plus 210 And then for the flyer of the week Cille Gagne Wins by decision Plus 600 In the main event In Paris Alright everyone I will leave it there My name is Sean Sheehan For suredog.com And I'll see you all Next time.